Hey guys, Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. starting two hours later than normal no big deal let's just jump into it right welcome to bat force radio the dc batman podcast with no limits had some extremely disgusting uh audio technical difficulties but uh, we're rolling on ahead and it's working so um let's go around the round table first uh we got triple j from uh new york grump 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 we got grandpa batman over in dallas texas gramp 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we got Robin D. Cross up in Canada. A boot, a boot, a boot. And uh, I am Bad Force Tom from California. I am not on fire, thank God. Um, but uh, thinking about everybody who is being uh, affected by the fires in California, it's just nuts. We're, you guys were talking about it earlier that you saw that video, right? That yeah, someone was taking. Yeah. It looks like that's the worst thing I've ever seen. It looks like the apocalypse. Yeah, it's the fires are yeah. all the way down to the the 405 freeway, which is like a really ma- it's a a mainline freeway that people use to get through L.A. And it was shut down, I think, yesterday, which is nutty because uh, I would say like 65 to 70 percent of the people who work in Los Angeles take that freeway. Uh, so the fact that it was wow. closed down is never a good thing, but. Yeah, man, people losing their houses, it's nuts out there, so be safe if you guys are out in that area. Um, just in general, you know, hopefully everyone's, especially during this time of year, the holidays, hopefully everyone's doing all right, but... Um, well, what's so messed up about that is that a lot of the times those those wildfires are started by something so stupid and senseless, yeah. you know, especially in your area where... It's very dry, there's not a lot of rain, and then there's the wind. And, you know, stupid people that flick their cigarettes out, or, you know, maybe they go up into the mountains and make little campfires and just do stupid shit. It, it They don't realize how many millions they cost everyone, and potentially lives they cost. So, whenever I read the news like that, I'm just like, it's, it's it's just senseless. Well, one of the things that blew, I'm in New York City, one of the things that blew my mind is reading that this this fire is 70, 80 miles wide. Like, yeah, that to me is like mind blowing how wide that is. And all open, open like uh, <clears throat> there's like all these campgrounds that are gone now. There's all these like. Like areas that people live in that uh, were really nice and stuff that people vacation to just destroyed. But I think the last one, the last major one, was by some kids that were just like playing with fireworks. It's stupid shit like that. Yeah. So whenever I hear stuff like that, especially you know when you get these people having to evacuate their homes and 
and lives being lost and stuff like that. A lot of times it's it's so preventable. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, they said that they were going to try to get it under control by tomorrow. Um, there's also crazy windstorms right now, too. So who knows if they'll actually be able to do it. But uh, it's a great time right now if you guys are able, whoever's listening, if you guys want to donate to, like, there's firefighter uh, donations for the Christmas uh, holiday, uh, you know, toys and stuff like that that they have going on. All the counties of Southern California are doing it, L.A., San Bernardino, Riverside. So if you guys are looking for, like, charities or something to give to, the uh, firefighters in Southern California are always looking for that. But anyways, that is uh, that is terrible that's happening. But, um, you know, uh, there's always, I mean, there's that video going around, too, of that guy that's saving that bunny. I don't know if you guys saw that. So, I did, yeah. Yeah. So even with all the, the shitty stuff that's happening, at least there's still some good people that are, you know, there's still some hope that stuff's going on out there. So uh, stay safe. And, uh, yeah. But uh, a lot of stuff rolling out in the past couple of days. Um as far as the DCEU, uh, I think we've this is probably the the most info on stuff happening in a while because uh, everyone we were all geared up for Justice League, so everyone was in Justice League mode, and we're just like waiting for the movie to come out. Waiting for the movie to come out. The movie comes out, and the internet fucking explodes with you know people saying they loved it, people saying they they botched it, you know. Um, I don't know. I think most of us enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. More so than we yeah. didn't. I no. Think, <laughs> well, no. I think I think I think uh, there's there's enjoyment that we found in it, but there's also issues that we take with it. Um, and you can listen to some of our you know the the Justice League recap that we did. But essentially, what's happening now is like it kind of it's weird that we're at, we're in this post Justice League world where the movie came out and almost two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And almost immediately, there's all this other shit that's starting to come out, and that you're hearing how fucking horribly the studio handled it, regardless of if it was a hit or if it was a miss. It was like, I mean, the, the way that they made well, this thing was crazy. And you know why? Because one, <clears throat> they're trying to save face. You yeah, know, damage control. <clears throat> damage control. They're trying to save face because, you know, they. Studios <clears throat> work with these producers that pay them money to make these films. They just, you know, say, oh, they got to point fingers. Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. You know, this was how it's handled. Let's get rid of this guy and all this. They've got to, you know, make X amount of money. And when it's anticipated to make X amount of money and it doesn't, heads are going to roll. <clears throat> it, it really, after reading. And, you know, that's another thing is how credible are some of these sources yeah. that are coming out with these these stories. We don't – we think they're pretty credible, but we can't say for certain. But some of the stuff that is being said makes a lot of sense, and you can kind of tell um, – and time will tell as more information comes out. And maybe, maybe some of the directors, you know, like <laughs> Snyder or Whedon, will come out and actually kind of give their, their side of the story – but I mean, it was pulled out of the oven before it was like fully cooked. The, the, from from the way I see it, I think Warner Brothers keeps making the same stupid mistake again and again because we see it with every movie that they put out, oh, with the exception of Wonder Woman, which is the one movie that they didn't chop up and was the the one that was almost universally loved. We saw with Dawn of Justice, 
They hired Zack Snyder to make a movie. He made the movie, and then they chopped the shit out of it before they put it in theaters, and a bunch of people hated Almost everyone hated it. And it got slammed on the internet, and Zack Snyder got slammed. And then what happened when they put out the director's cut? There was that movement of people apologizing to Zack Snyder mm-hmm. on the internet, saying, oh, okay, I see. It wasn't your fault. It was what they. It was the way they chopped your movie up. Well, some of that also goes to the better. theaters. The theaters are like, I can't sell yeah. a three-hour movie. A rated you know? three-hour movie. A theater can't have, uh, you know, a, a three-hour movie that's charged the same price and get to show it less times during the day versus a two-hour movie, and they're turning it over and selling more seats throughout the day. So, so that's yeah. why you, as the studio, can't hire the guy let him go ahead, let him spend two years writing and shooting a movie that's three hours long, and then after he gives it to you, say, okay, well, now that you're done, we're going to cut a, an hour out of this so that the story doesn't flow anymore. They, they and knew then it, when yeah. people don't like it, we're going to blame you for it. They knew what they were getting with Snyder. It's not like... Exactly. They, they, know, they know what kind of movies he makes. They know the ones that he did before. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think... What's crazy is, regardless of, of what they thought after Bam Ever Superman came out, like if you didn't like that process, if you didn't like the product, why the fuck would you give it to him again to do for Justice League if you didn't like it? You know what I mean? Well, like, it sounds like it, he was already signed on before, you know, he was already signed on to Justice League. Yeah. You know. I, it, it, it's, I, it's never too late, though. Like, look at... he. He bowed out of Justice League in the final stages of it because of a family tragedy, and they were able to bring Joss Whedon in at that point. I think they'd they wanted... totally could have done that a year sooner. I, I and think, they did yeah. the same shit with David Ayer on Suicide Squad. You know, they, you hire a guy like, okay, this guy makes good movies. They've seen other stuff he's done, like um, End of Watch was fantastic. So they hired David Ayer to make a Suicide Squad movie. He makes his movie, and then they say. Eh, we're going to cut out this and this and this and basically everything that was in all of the trailers, we're going to cut out and then we're going to put that movie out. Oh, nobody likes this movie. We're going to blame you, David Ayer. Yeah. And um, what I think is even crazier out of... All right, so like... Right, let's see. Let's let's track it back. So Man of Steel comes out, right? Man of Steel comes out and uh, it didn't do horribly, but it didn't like, you know, it didn't turn in... It didn't set the general public's world on fire. But it was enough interest to generate um, people wanting to get more of that universe. And I think a lot of people, too, were wanting, oh, you know, Marvel's already got their shit together. What's DC going to do? And I think the studios probably put a lot of pressure on filmmakers to do the same thing. And then they basically gave us the exact Well, back up even further. Back up even further because you had, um, you know, you had a trilogy put out by Colin that put Batman into like a real world setting. It was, you know, the first two films, even the third film were, you know, successes. And, and, and this studios, is a producer on these films, correct? Yeah. Yep. And, and they were like, Donald Justice and Justice Yeah, and they were like, wow, the tone of these movies, people really like. Let's try that with Man of Steel, Superman. And they, mm-hmm. and they did. And, you know, a different character but they kind of still gave it that same vibe. Mm-hmm. And that turned a lot of people off. I thought it was a brilliant movie, even yeah. though I hate Superman. I liked that movie. <coughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Love that movie. But, I liked it. 
But that's that's so they kind of followed a template with Nolan, in my opinion. I, I could be wrong, and I don't try to speak for everybody. I just see it and call it the way I see it. Is that they saw what Nolan did with you know his Batman Dark Knight trilogy and kind of modeled it after that, but it didn't really it didn't really catch on when they're trying to end this DCEU. Yeah, I think for some know, reason, you know. Well, the thing whatever. is, maybe the the studio might have wanted that. They might have wanted like a more grounded DC universe. But Snyder is his own is his own fucking madman. And I think regardless of what you want or tell him to do, he's gonna do what he wants to do, but find a way to somehow maybe appease a little bit. Yeah. So so that's what what happened is that he was making something that he loved and liked and didn't really give a shit what the, you know the studio was really wanting or fighting for and that's what happened with uh Batman vs Superman. He made a movie in Batman vs Superman then you know, a general audience didn't really understand. And yeah, you know stupid. Tom you and I went to like well no well, <laughs> it was it was ground based in you know several years and years and years of, of combined comic stories put into one movie, you know, t- kind of taking the best of this, best of that, and little sneak peeks of this and that, especially like, you know, the flash scene where he's has, you know, he's in the cave and the flash comes through right there. Not a lot of people kind of understood that. Also, I don't think it was like kid friendly enough. I hate no, to use yeah, that word, true. but that is, you know, the bread and butter for all these superhero movies. Yeah. You've got to be able to take your, you know, eight-year-old son to see this movie because he needs to see his heroes. You know, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's transferring the comics, which the comic stories, which are not, you know, they're like a niche market. Obviously, adults purchase these books or, or whatever, and then you take them to the movies where you have a general audience, yeah. and it's not the niche twenty-something, thirty, forty-year-old. Yeah. It's interesting when you see you ask a lot of comic book creators, either writers or artists, and these movies aren't very popular with with the creators themselves either. I, I don't know. I just found that ones fascinating. I mean, no, no, even like you know, uh, you know, Fabic and Snyder and Capullo and those guys when they, you know, people ask for their opinions of the movies, and I think like Capullo was like, yeah, I saw it. And that's about it. You know, I think it's maybe because they're too close to, yeah. You know, too close to it. You know, they're they're employed by DC, but I think it's just interesting that even they're not too, you know, on board with with what's happening in in the film. Well, I I think I I think some of the guys are because look at what we're seeing lately. Much flavor of the movies we're seeing show up in the comics. We've oh, seen yeah. the, the Kryptonite Spear show up. We've seen the Nightmare Batman suit show up. But I saw also Jeff Johns, you know, also his influence saying, okay, you know, we'll kind of try to marry these two together so that we could play off of each other. You know, for, well, for to, a long I time. To, we've, I hate to, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I hate to date myself, but. Back after Batman came up, Batman '89 and Batman Returns, you saw a lot of things from the movies pop up in the comics. All yeah, sudden, I remember seeing the first time there was a grappling gun. There was no grappling gun before 
you know, Batman 89 came. It was all a battering on the rooftop and go. Now there's a grapnel gun. And now there's a little armor. And now there's all these different things. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you, that happens. Yeah. I remember uh, <clears throat> I'm seeing the 89 Batmobile in a comic thinking, wow, that's really cool. And then there was that uh, Detective Comics uh, King Emperor or King Penguin run when the Tumblr Batmobile first showed up. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, they're they're trying to kind of marry the film with you know the comics which i've always thought it's no big deal if they keep them completely separate and you know all these people bitch about oh batman killed batman used a gun in the movies big fucking deal i don't give a shit i know that that's not the true core of the character but it makes for an exciting movie yeah and and that's why batman has killed people in every movie except the adam west one well, he's used to also used guns on every vehicle yep. in every yep. movie. Yep. <laughs> and I, I mean, there's the purists that, that think that, you know, they haven't truly done Batman right in the movies. And, you know, they've got a valid argument, but that's an opinion, and everyone's entitled to theirs. So I'm of the opinion that, you know what, okay, if they keep movie Batman, let him do his thing, and then comic Batman do his thing. But even in the comics, he's used guns from time to time. Maybe not to kill somebody, but he has used them. Uh, as far as uh, the product that uh, you know Zack Snyder's put out and how uh, how small a percentage of uh, of the moviegoers uh, enjoy his stuff, I will always love him for giving for giving me Dawn of Justice. From even from now on, if Warner Brothers uh, decides to Avengers up all of their movies. And you know, make everything all lighthearted and and happier and brighter to appease more people. At least I'll always have Dawn of Justice that I can watch. That's a good point. Think about the landscape of the DCEU as it stands now. Like the fucking smoke's still starting to clear after the release and the premiere, whatever Justice League, whatever all this shit coming out. Look at all these other hero movies that have come out, and look at what Dawn of Justice was—the extended cut that he actually did. And then you look and you, you know, like I sit back and I watch that movie now and I'm like, how the fuck did he get away with this? Mm. Like he convinced them to, to, to let him let him do this and he did it. And like we're watching it. And that's that's what trips me out is like he fucking did it. Like he, he squeaked by. You're right. Like if, if nothing else, we got this. And like he squeaked it by with getting the OK. And maybe they didn't get it, and I'm sure they didn't. He he asked for forgiveness instead of permission, you know, basically yeah. what he did. And and yeah. so so when you especially when you compare it now to Justice League, like you hold them up to each other, you realize all the shit that he did that blows your mind as far as like wow they let him do that, like he actually got a chance to do this and that, you know. And I, I think I he's still like. Man, even if, if this is what he, he gives us, and I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, I mean, because there's Sucker Punch, which to me is completely unwatchable, and, and <laughs> whatever. I, man, you know, the guy does some good movies. Uh, I'm not on the on the on the train either that I, that needs to see his cut. I don't need to see his cut because what I saw of Justice League in the theaters is fine for me. But um, I, I do think he needs to be celebrated a little bit because mm. he's uh, you know giving us some good. Uh, if not a whole story, there's some great moments in these movies that 
in, what more can you ask for? Like, yeah. wow, when Batman goes into this warehouse and he starts kicking ass yeah. and your jaw's on the floor, like, what the fuck more do you want? Yeah. And Zack is ballsy because <clears throat> in Dawn of Justice alone, he did things that no other filmmaker was going to give us in a Batman movie. And yeah. no matter how much shit he got from the public for it, he said, well, going back for more in Justice League. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, you didn't like that? Yeah. I'm going to give you some more. But it, it's sad that we lost so much of what he had written. You know, we, we missed out on Dark Side and Apocalypse and you know, Dark Side killing Steppenwolf for failing and just some. I, I think, too, like. So much of the stuff that, that was part of his story that. Uh, that we just didn't get to see. I wondered too, like after after he had, um, you know, after Batman vs Superman came out, whatever, and and the studio was like, look what look what happened, Zach. He's like, I wonder how much he was like, all right, okay, well, all right, maybe I won't do so much for Justin. All right, maybe I won't do this, or maybe I won't do that. You know what I mean? Like he 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 knew what he did. He knew what he got away with. So I wonder how much he was like, kind of grinning to himself, and then all right, I'll, I won't do this this time, you know. But um. Yeah, so so the thing is, like, just kind of going back, going down the line, um, Man of Steel comes out, Batman vs. Superman comes out, um, Batman vs. Superman gets torn up by critics, but it still fucking destroys at the box office. So that tells you enough of what people, you know, liked or whatever. People went back for, like, thirds and fourths. I, I saw it, I think, like, ten times in the theater total. Um, so it just shows you how much I liked it. But uh, whatever, long story short, it comes out and it's polarizing and he's still on for Justice League. They let him do the Justice League thing. Um, you know, Wonder Woman comes out and fucking everyone loves it. So I think at that point, everyone's OK, I'm all in for Justice League, on for Justice League, right? Justice League comes out. It doesn't do as well as anyone thinks it would, regardless of, you know, criti- crit- critics or whatever. Other movies still made money, didn't make the money it made, whatever. All this other stuff's coming out afterwards. But what I think is nuts that after Justice League comes out, you know, whether you liked it, whether you hated it, whatever, the fact remains that it did not make the money that the studio wanted, and I don't think it made the money that... I, it deserved to make way more money than that. I don't know what the fuck happened, but regardless, like, I think it's it's not as terrible as, as a movie as some of these other movies are, are going out with making as much money, if not three times more. But it's a, it's a, you know, it's not making that much money domestically, right? What I think is nuts is that they don't give a fuck. Like, they're still they're still uh, going ahead with uh, Suicide Squad 2. They're still going ahead with... Their, Margot Robbie's talking about how she's making her own Harley spinoff, her Harley solo movie. Um, they're still going with the Shazam movie. I mean, like, nothing slowed down, you know? Which is unheard of. Like, if something sucks or if something doesn't do well, you just scrap the whole thing. Like, you know, like Amazing Spider-Man or Fantastic Four. And so what's what's crazy to me is like someone at Warner Brothers and someone at DC Films like knows something that we don't or feels that like what we've gotten so far is is still mediocre compared to what we could get because they're pushing stuff through that I didn't think they would. After all this shit talk on Justice League, I could have sworn I was like, dude, they're going to cancel like so much now. They're going to let Aquaman come out. They'll do Wonder Woman Part 2 and then everything else is going to get shelved. And they're going to redo the whole thing. But that's not the case at all. Like, they're still going through with all these movies, which trips me out. And I don't know. It's it's just crazy that that, uh, 
that that's going on. But I think one thing that kind of ties into all this that we were talking about a little bit earlier was the biggest thing I think that happened in the last two days was that Variety article came out. And like you said, Grumps, you know, with a grain of salt, we don't know where these sources are coming from, or maybe it was Gramps. We don't know, you know, how close to the people that these, these stories really are. But what it does say is that Warner Brothers, essentially, after Justice League came out, is blaming John Berg, I guess who is head of DC Films, um, uh, Jeff Johns, and a couple of other, and Zack Snyder, essentially, for fucking up the DCEU. So Warner Brothers is, like, taking no... No blame at all. They're putting it all on the creatives that are involved in it. And they're basically saying that Jeff Johns apparently was supposed to be bumped up even higher than where he was after Justice League. And uh, now he's not even going to get like a producer role in most of the movies. Now he's just going to be more of like a a consultant, you know, and he's going to stay where he is, not not get promoted. Uh, John Berg is no longer head of DC Films. He got knocked down. Um, it's messed up that that the guys at the top who make all the decisions can blame these guys when they were the ones more directly responsible for how the how the final product was chopped up and released and how the final product was marketed and promoted but when things don't go the way they thought it would they can just blame these other guys for it and you know another thing another article that came out um because, you know, one of the questions was, like, why the fuck would you risk, like, reshoots? Uh, a lot of the th- a lot of the shit that, like, people complained about with the mustache could have easily been solved if you just waited till he was done with Mission Impossible and then filmed those parts. So all you got to do is just push back the release date a couple of months. Turns out that from the, one of the articles stated that the reason why they, they no, nope, got to go on schedule, got to go on schedule, is because they wanted the movie to come out in 2017, so that way that all the royalties and all the uh, holiday checks and all the all the um, bonuses could be collected at the end of the year and not worry about what happened in 2018, which is just corporate greed. Yeah, yeah. What I read was uh, they wanted to get their their bonuses. Uh, apparently, there's likely to be some uh, some shuffling going on at some of these people don't know if they're still going to have their positions, so they yeah. wanted to get their bonuses this year instead of, you know, risking it. Yeah, so. that's what I've said, is, like, they pushed this movie out before it was actually really done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... They, they, I mean, well, they, I think, I think don't, aren't you catching two holidays? If let's, let's say the movie, you know, does well for six weeks, you're catching Thanksgiving in America... Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. And that all that yeah. all helps with their bonuses. I mean, it all it's all percentages yeah. as far as like yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever this movie makes, like you'll <clears> make this much as far as your bonus because of it, whatever. So, yeah, I mean that that's exactly what they were thinking of. Is like, we're, fuck no, we're not going to miss the two biggest movie going holidays of uh, of the year, you know. But um, man, anyways, so yeah, essentially, whether you have been on board for the DCEU or if you've been against it since the beginning, what's nuts is that it's not going anywhere regardless of what you think. And, and I had just, uh, I just saw a headline of an article uh, just today about, about WB that justice league and wonder woman for the most part had put uh, Warner brothers past the $5 billion mark. For holy the year. shit. Wow. So, so they're, they're still making enough. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but it's going broke. I've seen too that they've they've uh, 
they've I've seen I saw another meme. I forgot who put it up, but it was basically comparing the first six Marvel films uh, against the first five DC films without even including Aquaman, and how um, yeah DC has that. like just barely come under those Marvel films as far as money making, which is crazy to think about considering how much criticism it's drawn. You know, it's it's only a couple. Of, what man? It was only like millions, million or yeah, something which is like nothing. That. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy that like I mean people want to go see these movies you know they don't give a sh- sometimes like which is nice is that they don't give a fuck what a critic says they're gonna go see it and judge for themselves which is what we need depending on who you are it's a good or a bad thing that DCEU is still going strong but um, some of the bigger news that came out was the kid from it um, is gonna be in the Shazam movie as Billy Batson's best friend was that uh, Finn Wolfhard it's uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. Okay. It was, it's the kid who's... You saw You saw it, right? Yeah. It's the kid who's like a hypochondriac. Okay. I, I just naturally assumed you were talking about uh, the, the, the one who's also in Stranger Things. He's kind of the most famous of them. The most famous kid on the earth right now? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's, it's, uh, it's the other kid who is, I think was awesome, okay. too. He was really uh, funny. The, the gazebo's kid. The bullshit, the gazebo's. Yeah. Yeah, so that dude's great. <laughs> So he's gonna be Billy Batson's best friend. I think they've already they've already cast Billy Batson too. Um, uh, the uh, the director, I think it was the director, put up uh, a picture today where it looks almost like uh, uh, like a Wheel of Fortune board or uh, like the game Guess Who. There's <laughs> just all these rows of question marks, and uh, three I think three of them have the question mark pulled off and the actor's face showing that's been cast. Nice. But there's like. 50 other roles that uh, they haven't revealed uh, either who the character is or who's playing the character. Jesus. What we haven't even talked about, uh, like reactions to, um, what's his name, Chuck, being cast as Shazam. Yeah. What's, that, what's that actor's uh, name? Zach, Zachary Levy? Is there that you it? go. That Zachary Levi. Levi, okay. Yeah, so he's, wrong. he's been cast as Shazam, and uh, he is the Shazam to Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Zach Levi's work, but uh, something that he's, I mean, he has a huge cult following of fans. So he's hes enormous in, as far as popularity. And one of the things that he does is every year at Comic-Con, he puts on, uh, oh man, what's it called? Nerd HQ, I think it's called, where basically he gets all these sponsors together um, to help out put on this kind of um, area right next to Comic-Con. It's the last couple of years, it was at SBC Park, and I'm sorry, Petco Park. And what's cool about it is if you go to Comic-Con in San Diego and you don't have a ticket, if Nerd HQ is going on, you don't fucking need a ticket. Because you find where Nerd HQ is, and he does panels with, like, everybody. He, he did, like, Doctor Who panels, he did Breaking Bad panels, um, he did just as much as he can get, like wh- whoever he can get, he's done it with. And he's, he had, you know, he had Stan Lee doing pictures and signings. So what's really cool is that it's free. You don't need to pay for a ticket. It's there every comic con for the most part, as long as he's able to find a space for it. And, uh, everyone loves him because of it, because he's just kind of like this nerd God. Um, but everyone's kind of, I mean, I didn't see everyone, but a lot of people are saying like, he's too skinny, he's too thin. He's, he, no. it's just like. Did these guys not understand? Did you you see what Christian Bale did after yeah. The Machinist oh. and Batman Begins? Yeah. Like, these dudes get paid to do nothing but work out every single day for like six <clears throat> months. They can get huge easy. 
they get trainers and nutritionists. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not familiar with uh, uh, what's in Zach Zach Levy. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not familiar with him, but I, I think he looks the part, and maybe not now, but when they get to filming, he'll look even better. You know, makeup yeah. and stuff like that. It's a good. Well, it's a good casting, I think. I mean, look at look at Gerard Butler in Three Hundred. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. dude, that whole cast, that whole cast, they were just jacked. And it was funny because mm-hmm. you know that was like hit for me. I'd never even seen a movie with him in it before. It was kind of like his big U.S. breakout movie. And I was expecting, oh wow, this is go- this is going to be like you know the next action movie star. You know, this big chiseled badass. And then the next movie I see him in is kind of like a uh, a romantic comedy, and he's kind of a normal looking dude. Yeah. And he had like completely lost that, that that figure and physique, and I'm like, wow, that mm-hmm. that that is nuts. Like Prince, I mean, Chris Pratt too. Like that's probably the craziest one I've seen. Is right. when, when he goes from like doughy doughy. Uh, uh, what's his name from Parks and Recreation? Andy Dwyer, and then like within like six months, he was doing uh, Star Lord, and like he's now jacked. That's crazy. So it, especially you know, and Zach Levi, he's a tall dude. I think he's like he's over six foot at least. Um, he's in pretty damn good shape. He's not big or anything like that. But once he gets a trainer and once he gets like a nutritionist, that dude's gonna look insane. I bet you. Just like uh, Helmsworth isn't isn't naturally big either. He's like lean. But he's tall and he's able to pack on muscle. So, um, but I mean, the thing too is, anybody compared to The Rock is not going to be very big. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. It's kind of a messed up comparison. But I'm I'm excited to see what The Rock can do. I've like, I don't know. I I really love The Rock. I've always loved everything he's done. Even if he's not been great in something, he's never the worst part of whatever he's a part of. So yeah, well, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So yeah. definitely, The Rock is my favorite wrestler and. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Black Adam. Uh, I I has the Rock skinny. got has the has Rock gotten bigger since he stopped pro wrestling? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I he, thought so because I remember even this is going back a few years now, but I remember after Brock Lesnar's first MMA fight. Uh, well, not not after his first MMA fight. It might have been just after his first UFC fight. One of his early fights. Uh, there's a video of him backstage after his fight, and The Rock walks into the room to congratulate him. You know, Rock's in a suit and everything, just dressed up nice, but he walks up to Brock and hugs him, and he's so much bigger than Brock was. Which it is was nuts. insane. Yeah. Now, also, Brock had to drop weight, you know, because yep. the weight that he walked around at as a pro wrestler, you know, he was probably around 300 pounds, whereas the max for a oh, UFC dude, he heavyweight like, is 265. He was like 340 at one point. Yeah, that's nuts. And, and that's probably yeah. where Rock is now. Yeah. Brock Brock was... Okay, so that's also like... The Rock wasn't doing... He, he was just... He's acting at that point. And Brock went from wrestling to where they don't check for anything. So he's juicing. <laughs> he's doing HGH. And then he's got to go to the UFC where they do test. So he had this. He stopped using HGH. He stopped using any roids, and he got lean. It was crazy to see. So yeah, and it's yeah, nuts. But, but he, he had to too because you yeah. know he was just pushing a hundred for the weight limit. Yeah, but no, The Rock definitely like. Uh, there was a point where I think he wanted to get more uh, more roles, 
when he was like kind of just breaking into the acting thing. So he had just left wrestling. Um, he was acting. So like he made like what the Tooth Fairy, right? He made the mummy movies yeah. and the Tooth Fairy, and uh, there was a one action movie with uh, oh god, Stifler. Yeah, Stifler. Yeah. yeah. The Rundown. Walking Tall. Yeah, The Rundown. Oh, Chris, yeah, The Rundown. Christopher yeah. Walker yeah, was yeah. in that, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was, there was around mm-hmm. that time, he you could tell he maybe wasn't working out as hard, or he started training differently, and he got really thin. And there's pictures, yeah. if you look, where he looks really, really thin. And then some, uh, around the time that he started making uh, that movie with um, Mark Wahlberg, uh, about the dudes that uh, took over a gym, like the gym scam guys. Oh, yes, yes, I yeah. saw that. He started juicing hard, and he got enormous for that role. And he kind of never came back, so he's always, now he's like stuck at that size. No. So he's, yeah, then he started doing the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, and, yeah. and then he just and stayed like massive. This, so he's an absolute yeah. monster now. Like that dude, like, if you if you follow his Instagram account, He's working out like three or four in the morning every day. Exactly. <laughs> he's just he's training like twelve hours out of the twenty four hour day. It's nuts. Uh, oh man. So it's gonna be cool to see what what he does with uh, Black Adam, but um, but yeah. So that that's in the works, which is nuts. Um, then there's a couple other uh, rumors going around. The first one that we didn't really touch on at all was that um, Jake Gyllenhaal had supposedly met with Matt Reeves. Um, for oh, the gosh. for the Batman, <laughs> and I think it was pretty much confirmed that like he did meet with him. Not that anything was offered or anything like that, but they were just in talks. So there yeah. is, in some alternate Earth, Jake Gyllenhaal is Batman. <clears throat> but, I don't uh, I don't hate that at all. <clears throat> Grumps, I know you have feelings about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a great actor. I just don't see him as Batman. So. I I love him as an actor. Like the dude, I mean, he can act his ass off. And uh, there's the last like three or four movies I've seen him in. I remember thinking to myself, like, how does this dude not have an Academy Award yet? Just because like the, that's this is he's the kind of guy that like he'll research a role and he'll just become whatever that character is. Like he becomes that dude, and it's super convincing. Um, yeah. Did you guys see what was the David Ayer one that he did? The cop one. Uh, that was End of Watch. Yeah, End of Watch. So he's in End of Watch, and he plays like, uh, you know, he plays a cop, and he's super believable in that. Um, did you guys ever see the movie Nightcrawler? Is that the one set in L.A.? Yeah, the man, that movie's Watch? awesome. You yeah, that? that was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, yeah, movie it gets really dark, you know, because they're they're kind of just just regular cops, you know, goofing. And they're doing drug busts and stuff, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're just you know easy going guys, but then they get mixed up with the cartels and. It yeah. gets dark. It gets nuts real fast. So and that movie's great, and he's he does a great job of it. Um, did you guys see Nightcrawler? Yeah, I haven't seen that one, dude. Night, it's on Netflix right now. Anybody who's listening, if yeah. you have not seen Nightcrawler, watch Nightcrawler, which is a pretty cool social commentary too. It's basically saying like the 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 culture that we live in, especially like this Hollywood culture, this like Instagram Snapchat culture where everyone values filming everything aside from helping. You know, like, yes. if you think about it, like, you see these people, like, in fucked up situations, and there's video of it, you're watching it on the internet, and you're like, wait, somebody filmed this, instead of, like, stopping to help, right? So, yeah. he, he kind of plays a character that's basically a sociopath in the movie, and it's awesome to watch, and he does a really good job of it. But, um, 
I just think it is kind of weird. Um, I could see him playing Batman if uh, it was like a standalone Batman movie that didn't have like Henry Cavill as Superman or Gal as Wonder Woman. Um, because there is, you know, there is a kind of thing where he's uh, a lot younger um, than some of the other characters. And even if they're wanting to do like a Nightwing, which we didn't even talk, they're, they're still wanting to do Nightwing. He Like yeah. Batman's got to be that father figure. To a grown ass Nightwing, so I almost see Jake Gyllenhaal as, as a good Nightwing. Like I think he'd fucking kill Nightwing, <clears throat> but um, and uh, the, Jake Gyllenhaal would make a good Nightwing to the other guy that's today being rumored to be interested in Batman, uh, John Hamm. Oh my God, could you imagine that combo? That would be fun. John Hamm, Batman, yeah. and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Nightwing. He's a, he's a little too old for Nightwing, though. <coughs> Jake? Mm-hmm. He's, I like, mean, almost 40. No way, really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, he's going to... Uh, ben Affleck and John Hamm are both, what, pushing 50, so that's not... Uh, it's not horrible. Well, I mean, if you're talking about playing playing a that-age Nightwing to that-age Batman, yeah, yeah, I would say. But, uh, but yeah, so John Hamm... Would be so. So the 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 other article. I think this is also the same article, the Variety article, also mentioned that along with this big DCEU shakeup, with you know executives and people being moved around, one thing that uh, if it's to be believed is that uh, Ben Affleck will not be Batman in Matt Reeves's Batman, but he is going to be Batman in the next movie that connects to Justice League. People are in the article. It says the Flash. He's gonna be Batman in the Flash, but there is no Flash movie that's been, um, a, that's been you know mentioned. It's only Flashpoint that they've talked about. So I think that's what they, what they mean to say is that he's yeah. gonna be Batman in Flashpoint, right? Yeah. I, I don't care who they pick. Just give me Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. That's all I yeah, care about. Please. They have to, <laughs> right? They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It 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 only makes sense that you already have the guy is Thomas Wayne in the universe and he is a star on his own even without that but he's been outspoken for a couple years now saying that he wants to play Thomas Wayne Batman yeah when they when DC announced the Flashpoint movie at San Diego within an hour Jeffrey Dean Morgan posted on his Instagram a picture of Thomas Wayne Batman fan art yeah he he's like the dude is down it and he's be... famous. He's on Walking Dead every week. The world knows who he is. Yeah. It'd be really stupid to not capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm still surprised they're even going ahead with a Flashpoint movie. Are you still shocked? I'm still shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing is, like, I really feel like after Justice League came out, I feel like, well, it's I guess it goes back to Batman vs. Superman. Batman vs. Superman came out, and I'm like, they're never going to let him do anything like that again. And then they did Justice League, and I was like, okay, well... They did that, and not everybody liked it, and they're not going to keep doing stuff like that. And then they announced Flashpoint, and I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, they're just they're just going. So, but uh, John Hamm is Batman. What uh, what is our uh, what are our thoughts, Robin? Uh, I like it. He I don't uh, like we were saying earlier. I don't know how tall he is, but he looks like a pretty physically big dude. You know, he, he's muscular, and I'm sure he could pack on more for the role. But, uh, you know, he, he looks pretty, uh, he has the ability to look menacing if he, you know, gets some of that, uh, 
mean Batman, five o'clock shadow going. He's got a chin for the cowl. Well, he's six I've two. Seen a, six two. Yeah, I've seen a photo where he's standing, you know, eye to eye with with Affleck. Mm. Um, I think he's older than Affleck, though. Yeah, I think so. If not. I think Affleck's 45 and Ham is 46. 46. They're the same age. Ham looks a little bit older, in my opinion. But, um, I mean, if you're going to replace uh, that Batman, it makes sense to me that, that John Ham. John Ham looks like Bruce Wayne, too, you know? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah they, you know what, that's though? one thing that uh, he and Ben have in common is they both, you can look at either of them and say, yeah, he looks like Bruce Wayne. Absolutely. You know, you know what though he he almost would make a better villain. Two Face. I mean, yeah, he 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 would just make such a good rogue. Yeah. Do you guys see Baby Driver? Yeah, he's awesome. He's no. fucking Two Face in that movie. Wow. Like that's that's his. In my opinion, that's his Two Face audition. Hmm. Like that's it's perfect. He would be perfect as Two Face. If, uh, and you know what's cool too is that, like, you know, we're talking about all these rumors and people who want to play and blah, blah, blah. A lot of times, uh, people who want the role of Batman end up playing, like, a different character in, like, yeah. uh, the myth, which is cool. Like, you know, so if he's not Batman, maybe they'd be like, all right, listen, you can't be Batman, but how about Batcow? Right? <laughs> you, get all, you get on all fours, we paint you up, it's going to be nice. No. Hang some teats on you. Cillian <laughs> <laughs> Murphy uh, uh, auditioned for Batman. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you you wouldn't look at that guy and think he's Batman, but yeah. there's this video out there of him. As, like an S, like a sexy S and M, like like Fifty Shades of Grey Batman, maybe. <laughs> in that kind, in that universe, whatever Earth that is, I would see him as that. But no, yeah, and that was really weird to see him do that screen test on that bonus yeah. features of the Norland trilogy, wearing the wearing the the even even with the Val Kilmer suit, he looked weird as Batman. So yeah. they did they did a better job of putting him where he was, even though they I mean he didn't really do much as Doctor Crane, I don't think. But even um, uh, I mean I hate to bring this up, but even the the actor uh, I'm gonna get roasted for forgetting his name, the guy that plays Loki. <coughs> <laughs> Even he tried. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Tumblr's gonna kill me. What are um, you? Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, this uh, screen test of him a store. Like, no way. You know, after seeing the movie, like, no. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. Yeah. After um, after you see how perfect somebody is in the role, you can't imagine anybody else being it. Yeah. 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 But um, so Grumps, what do you think about John Hamm, Batman? Man, I would be down for it. Like, like you were saying earlier, I think it, it would in this universe, it's a, a seamless transition. Um, I think, it, yeah. But if they're gonna do the trilogy, just get somebody else. What do you mean, like a new trilogy? Yeah, if they're gonna do the you know, the Matt Reeves trilogy, yeah. if he's yeah. gonna do his own yeah. whatever, or, or maybe a continuation of, just get a new actor. But if you want to finish yeah. this Zack Snyder. Uh, story and Flashpoint or Justice League 2 yeah. you know hopefully Affleck comes back for that and then yeah. let somebody else take the role it's really it's really weird too how they're already like I mean obviously um, they're they're talking about making Flashpoint uh, it sounds it looks like I mean because of 
how involved um, uh, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot are with the fans. You know, they're going to that convention this weekend, Ace Comic Con in New York. I mean, they're all in still with those roles. Like they, I think they love being Wonder Woman and Superman, so I think they want to keep playing Wonder Woman and Superman. So it's weird to see that. Obviously, that universe is going to continue on film. I think at least for one and one more film, and then but Reeves is already talking to, you know, other actors to play a Batman in possibly a different like universe. Or um, I did someone say that they it, they assumed that it would be a prequel. Yeah, it it sounds like the general consensus is that Reeves wants to do a series with a younger, you know, telling stories of a younger Batman. Yeah. So we could very well end up with, you know, uh, a world where, you know, Affleck does his appearance in Flashpoint, even if it's his last, and then we end up with, you know, maybe someone like John Hamm doing whatever Justice League 2, what, whatever else comes, and then... At the same time, there are these unconnected Batman movies happening yeah. that are a, a younger version of Batman in those, and yeah. that that wouldn't bother me. Do, don't you guys remember that right before Justice League came out, there was that weird announcement from WB basically saying, like, from here on out, all of our films are not going to be as connected as in within a universe as you might think. They're all we're going to be creator driven and director driven so we're going to allow the directors to make movies with their vision do you guys remember seeing that yeah, yeah that, but that they, they just fired the people, guy that <laughs> right? yeah what the but, fuck? so but what, people started to freak out saying that you know they thought that that meant that they were scrapping the universe but then it might have been Jeff Johns or someone who was later clarifying saying no no what that meant was we're not going to use every movie to set up the next movie, mm-hmm. you know, like each movie is just going to be about that character and about that story. Mm-hmm. They're not going to use Wonder Woman two to set up Aquaman two and Aquaman two to set up uh, a cyborg movie and cyborg movie to set up the next Flash movie. Yeah, yeah, they're but, not... you know, they're they're just going to let their directors tell their stories, which so far WB has not been doing. Yeah, they're so, so it'd be full nice of shit. to let them do that. <laughs> so full. So full of shit. I, when I read that, I was like, okay, all right, I guess, what is that? And then, and then they fucking fire Snyder, or, you know, whatever you want to say they did, but they're not they're not mad that Snyder isn't there anymore. I'll tell you that much. Like, I, that's what I think, personally. You know, yeah, they, they just want to do whatever's going to make the money. And as far as not using one movie to set up, I would not be horribly surprised if WB used the Flashpoint movie to set up the next Harry Potter movie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh man, terrible! And we could have an actual connection between uh, uh, J.K. Simmons and J.K. Rowling. Finally, aside from just on our show. Finally, that I mean, really, it would make me happier than anything. I think. <laughs> but you know what's 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 crazy too is um, all right. Let's say let's say Flashpoint is the last of that universe, right? What I love is that they're still pumping out all the merchandise. Like, yeah. they're still pumping out Wonder Woman Hot Toys. They're still pumping out Justice League Hot Toys. They haven't even come out yet. They're probably not even going to come... They're not going to come out till next year. So, like, they just announced that whole lineup of Justice League Hot Toys. And uh, it's just so weird. Like, all right, those toys will probably come out, like, after that universe has finished on screen. 
Like uh, Justice League Hot Toys will probably make as much money as Justice League Box Office. <laughs> the Prime One will for sure. Oh, well, that's well, that's, that's what they that's want. Five Prime Ones. <laughs> yeah. do you guys, like, do you guys need to have the connection in the universe uh, in the movie? No, universe? I don't. No, I don't need that. Cool. It's cool if there's my... a shared universe, you know, that we know they're all happening in the same place. You know, even if it's yeah. little signs, like, you know, having, you know, a, a background character that, that appears in multiple films. But I don't need multiple people to be yeah. part of the story. Not, ev- not yeah, every not like, It gets overwhelming. You if you just do those, those little signs like you're saying or just little connections yeah. that, you know, in in, in the... In the audience's fantasy world, they could say it's connected. Like these hard connections, like you, you, you almost set yourself up for I don't know, not failure, but man, you just put yourself in a bad position. I think. Yeah, it, it just like sometimes it's just overwhelming. Like if you try to force so many of these characters in the same movie over and over and over, that's kind of me. Yeah. I I really liked Iron. I, I really liked the first Iron Man movie. I uh, what was that? What what character came out after Iron Man? Was Thor? No, Captain America. Whatever. The first kind of like the first tier of those Marvel movies. I really liked them, but then I got overwhelmed with how many fucking people are in all those movies and keeping track with it. And there's so many things going on that um, I feel like it takes a, like what was so cool about Iron the first Iron Man movie was it was just Iron Man. You know, it was his. It was his story. It was his movie. Whatever. You just get him twenty four seven, and then after that, I felt like they're just fucking using him to like sell every other movie after that. Yeah. And it's like it's almost cheapening. It's almost cheapening his movies by putting him in every single other movie. And uh, I don't need that. Like I don't need Batman in every single DC movie. You know what I mean? Like. No, the, they won't. They won't use Batman for that. They'll use Wonder Woman for that. I'm, I'm, I don't mind that. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> don't mind it. I'll, I'll make the exception to that that question there, Grumps. I do need one room in yeah. every single DC film. Yeah, please get, thank fuck, you. Get, 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 her in, get her in the Marvel movies, and uh, <laughs> it'll help them too. Yeah, you know she, she's the MVP at this she point. She is, dude. And it, I mean, you cannot blame them if if they're going to use one character to to you know be the base and foundation for a failing franchise. It's got to be her, you know. Yeah. And even maybe Margot Robbie too, because that was another thing that came out um, when she's doing press for the figure skating movie. She's talking like the next the next Harley movie she's going to make is not Gotham City Sirens or Suicide Squad Part Two. It's legit a Harley solo, and uh, she's saying that she wants to be able to portray her at least in 2018. Wow. Yeah. So there's that too, but I think that's another thing is is you can't waste. A Margot Robbie Harley Quinn right now, because that's she nailed it. You know, regardless of what you say, I think it's so stupid about whatever costume this snap. But dude, she is Harley Quinn, man. Yeah, yeah, she, she nailed great. it. And it. It's funny because I think to a large extent, the number of people that you see bashing movies and bashing casting choices and performances really make up a small percentage of the viewing audience because it's whether you're talking about Leto or Margot Robbie or the the show Gotham, for all the people you hear hate it, there are a million people who love that shit. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the even, even the movie like Suicide Squad that most people shit on, that still brought in a ton of new fans that weren't into the stuff before. Harley fans, man. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We were just talking about that earlier, like uh, Gotham. I don't think anyone here do do any of us watch Gotham. I don't. For for each one of us, there's like ten thousand people who do. Yeah. And yeah they, as much as as much as core comic readers are not, and I'm not saying that none of them are. I'm sure there are a lot of comic readers that are still watching Gotham, whether they love it or they hate it, and they watch it so they can talk about how much they hate it. Uh, whether core comic readers are watching and enjoying the show or not, there are. Often a ton of people that are watching that show every week because it's, yeah. it's really successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people at my job that watch it and they know I'm a Batman fan. Like, oh, do you watch Gotham? I'm like, nah, it's not for me. Oh, yeah, I enjoy it. You know, whatever. Oh, good. Great. Mm-hmm. Good for Keep you. Watching. Keep watching because the more you watch, some, the more somebody like you watches, the more these shows will get made. So. Yeah. Yep. By all means, keep watching. It all gets funneled into the same place at the end of the day. Now, speaking of the TV stuff, I haven't. Uh, I've fallen way behind on all the DC shows. Like you know, I'm same a season here. or two yeah. behind on even Flash, but uh, uh, I've been hearing really good things about the. I think it was like a four episode crossover they did. Uh, <laughs> crisis. Yeah, crisis. Yeah, they did that crisis. So I think it was what Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's. Uh, yeah. Well, I've heard two things. I've heard. One is I've heard people just their minds being blown and they're doing it. I I thought it was nuts when they showed like a a picture of like all of them all line like they're all obviously going into battle or whatever, and like Mister Terrific's there, uh, Red Tornado, um, who else is on there? Obviously, I think Firestorm's still there. But I remember thinking like this is crazy that Red Tornado and like Terrific are on a TV yeah. show. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, Adam, I mean, yeah, what's his name's uh almost said Brendan Fraser. <laughs> um, Brandon Ralph. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, Brendan yeah, Brendan <laughs> Fraser is playing the Adam and uh okay, so I've heard people saying like it's they've they've enjoyed it and I think those shows too, man. I think I think those are more popular than um than Gotham are, aren't they? At least like Flash oh, and yeah, so I hear Legends of Tomorrow is really good. <coughs> I've never seen. I that. don't have the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like there's just too much, and and you know, um, a lot of us have fucking families, so it's not really like yeah. we have the time to sit down and watch four different TV shows. And then you know, like stuff like Punisher comes out, so that takes priority. You know, like Punisher came out. That was. Did you guys finish watching Punisher? Holy shit! So good. I need some fucking oh therapy, God. man. <laughs> did, did did you did you get to the end? Um, yeah. Where am I right now? I think I have like another two episodes to go. I do. Oh, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh my god! Uh, shut up and watch them right now. Right. I, 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 I will. The thing is, is though, I I sat down and I watched the first like seven, or maybe it was the first. Yeah, I think it was the first seven in like three days, and that shit is fucking tough. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's intense. So yeah, you know, it's it's not. An enjoyable leisurely watch. No, it's not. It's not happy. <laughs> oh, it's not a happy no. show. It's the. It's just. It's terrible. 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 <laughs> terrible show. As far as like what this guy goes through, 
and and yeah. I would wish that on no one. And it's like, uh, what other show is like that? Where Walking Dead is like that. Like I remember being two or three seasons behind on Walking Dead. I can't watch that shit every day, like three or four episodes at a time. That shit is brutal. It's so too brutal. much bad I stuff happening. So, well, watching the Punisher like really made me. I mean, I know it's probably not close, but it just really made me feel for veterans and, yeah. and what they suffered through. Yeah. Uh, quietly. Gramps, have you Man, caught up? Have you watched? I'm about halfway through. All right, I don't want to give anything away, but um, what what kind of got me to like have to step back was when they're showing his uh, the dudes at the. Um, uh, the veterans at the group at the at the, like the, yeah. at the, the yeah. therapy sessions like when they start following that young kid, right the the, the skinny yeah. one. That's when yeah. I, when they start showing his life and what he's doing. I'm like, oh my, okay, this is too much right now. Like, that's that's when it was kind of getting rough, and and they got more and more yeah. in his storyline and and what he was doing, what he's up to, and it's just like, all right, I gotta take a break real quick. Man, yeah. they they've had some really. I mean, on that show, the acting is just. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah, I think from top to bottom, <clears throat> we got to get uh, oh. Ken Christensen on the show, man. Yeah. Well, it, it you know after seeing the these, it's almost like, what's the point of making superhero movies if you can't do them right? If they, if they are, if they feel incomplete or if they don't actually, yeah. you know, develop yeah. the character the way you want, why don't you just do these in these Netflix series? Yeah. I would rather, I would much rather have a Justice League or a, a Batman series than just a film. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, comes down to base. money, though, right? What? It comes down to money at that point, right? I, I, I think, mean, I think what it is is like they know they can make way more money on the Batman movie than maybe a Batman yeah. series. Is that is that it? I just, I would assume you're not bringing home eight hundred million from a. a you know, Batman TV show. Yeah, you could you could probably bank in like a hundred to two hundred. I mean, I just I don't have that information though. Yeah, so. I think I think you're right. I think that they, you know, Batman is probably like it's it's the the marquee title. It's it's the 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 ace up the sleeve. You know what I mean? So they're gonna want to make money off of it because it's the biggest thing they got. So, but the dude, why not do both? You know, like why can't you do a year one? Uh, Netflix show. Why can't you do like uh you can even do like a Beyond or a Dark Knight Returns universe where it didn't touch anything yeah. that's going on with the movies. You know, do something just fucking crazy and awesome that we don't have to worry about. If you're worried about it negatively influencing what's going on in the in the T V show, make it so far away from what's actually happening that you don't have to worry about it. But that's why um, I think Hollywood holds itself back. Like you can have these movies and then do uh, like you were saying, a Dark Knight Returns or a Batman Beyond. You, you're gonna get all the money. Yeah. At that point, I think anyway. And yeah, and, and another thing too, it probably comes down to control too, like Warner Brothers, right? Like if they have a Batman project in the works, they want it to be the only Batman project on there, so they have complete control over everything, you know. And if they have two different things going, if that movies and a show going at the same time, maybe it's getting too muddy. I don't know. But going back to Legends of Tomorrow, going back to the uh, the Crisis crossover. I've heard people like, oh, I can't believe this is happening, this is awesome, look at all these characters, blah, blah, blah. But I've also heard people so mad about, like, an under, an under-running storyline that's happening during that time that they feel is, like, stealing the spotlight away from what's actually happening. That no. like, people are starting to boycott the show, you know? Oh, 
Is that relationship storyline? Yes, line? it's a relationship yeah. storyline. Yeah. Oh, are, God. They're yeah. saying that it's like they keep going with it and they keep forcing it, and it's just pissing so many people off. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's funny because I, I, I don't give a shit either way. Like, yeah. That's never that's never been something that ruined my experience in in uh, in the show. I just think it's funny that so many people are against it so bad. Speaking of the yeah. TV stuff, how cool would it be when we get the Flashpoint movie? Like, give me a scene where Flash is running through the time stream, and you know, while he's running, you know, he's seeing things, and I, I want to see him see Grant Gustin Flash. And look over, look to his right and see Michael Keaton Batman. Look to his left, see Ben Affleck Batman. Look over here and see Christian Bale Batman. And just all kinds of shit happening. Why not? That would be so awesome. Why not? They gotta do something like that. I mean, if you're gonna do a Flashpoint movie, obviously you're gonna go through, uh, you know, the different uh, multiverses. And yeah, why not? You're not hurting anybody by doing that. You're just making exactly. everybody no, happy. I mean, you own all the properties. That, that's the thing that gets you. Yeah. You own all the shit, so why not? Have fun with it. I just, I can't believe that they're going to keep, they're going to go through with it. I mean, I remember, like, thinking, like, I remember coming out of Justice League, and I really liked it, and then hearing all this stuff afterwards, which I still think is such bullshit. Like, even, even, because st- still to this day, all it is is, yeah, no, Justice League, all right. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Okay, it was was better than I thought, right? Somehow that gets turned into it sucks, and it's 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 yeah. shit. Which there are some people who are saying that that's fine, but they're very, they're very clear about that. You know, they're very clear about they not liked it or they thought it sucked. But the overwhelming majority is not saying that. But somehow it's getting turned into that it sucks, which is so. Fucking well, I weird. think part of that is uh, how how things get spun in the media. Like uh, Rotten Tomatoes took a beating the weekend that came out because they started getting exposed for a lot of things. Uh, it started with a couple critics that that tweeted things like, well, I logged into my Rotten Tomatoes account to log my Justice League review and found out that they had already logged one for me. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the replies that were coming to those tweets were you know, people that uh, started digging into Rotten Tomatoes. And I remember seeing tweets from people that said, okay, well, I, I went in there and I chose this specific uh, reviewer to this specific critic to look at reviews of, and they started seeing things like, okay, so what, what it's always been purported is that all Rotten Tomatoes does is take these critic reviews and combine them all together to, to get you a score. But the problem there is that most critics do not give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes uh, yeah. measurement. You know, Critics don't come out of a movie and give their review saying fresh or rotten. They use whatever scoring system they use, and then Rotten Tomatoes collects that and are supposed to impartially input that into their system. But what people were seeing is they were like copying and pasting, you know, four, five, six reviews from one critic. So, like, one critic that that someone had uh, dug up some reviews from, they found four four movies that this critic had given 2.5 out of 4. Like, his, his scoring system for movies was a, uh, out of 4. So they found, I think it was four movies that he, have, he had given 2.5 out of 4. One of them was Thor Ragnarok. 
He gave Thor Ragnarok 2.5 out of 4. Rotten Tomatoes said, okay, 2.5 out of 4. That means fresh. This guy gave Justice League 2.5 out of 4. Rotten Tomatoes said, okay, 2.5 out of 4 for Justice League. That means rotten. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, that's, that's if if 2.5 out of 4 for one movie is fresh for a Marvel movie, but 2.5 out of 4, the same rating from the same critic for a DC movie doesn't get the same result. That's what for me, like, I, even in our own internal chats, like, I, I don't, I, I just didn't want to talk about Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's irrelevant to me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, they're not reviewers. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. collecting review scores and manipulating them, and it's just like, it's totally, I think as a fan, for a lot of fans, it's not worth the conversation. What did you think of the movie? Forget about but, what a website but, that collects reviews thinks. What do you think? But the problem is how many people do listen. And I think yeah. the box office numbers for Justice League show how much of a North American problem it is. Yeah. Because yeah. so many people in North America looked at Rotten Tomatoes and said, oh, this website says it's bad. I'm not going to go see it. And the movie did poorly in North America. But the movie rocked ass in the rest of the world. China. China. Because yeah. they don't, because the, the rest of the world aren't just looking at a, a website saying, oh, this website says it's bad. I'm not going to go see it. The rest of the world just says, oh, this movie's out. I've been excited for this. I'm going to go see it. China's well, taking we're, over. We're under stress in this country right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said last time, we have more options. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go see, you know, Justice League. Or you can go see eight other movies, and you know it's got to be really, really good mm-hmm. to earn your money. Especially well, when China, you know. China has China has more people, so I'm sure they have even more movie theaters. So I'm they sure probably they don't have movies. as many movie options. Though. No, I don't know. I, they have, they have what I'm we sure, give them. I'm, I'm sure every major studio, like just like Warner Brothers, makes sure Justice League is playing in China. I'm sure every other studio is making sure all their movies that they want to make money are playing in China. I'm sure Thor Ragnarok is playing in China. Yeah, it's, it's uh, something we'll have to research. I don't know, Ron. Uh, we're going to have to bring back those viewers back from China to the United <laughs> States. That's all I'm saying. Is like, there's... China's not like a third world country that doesn't be you know, like, oh, we only have one movie theater for these you know, 8 billion people, so you know, we can only show a couple movies. Too many people are watching movies in China. Not enough in the United States. <laughs> What's the problem? We need those views back, people. Okay. I think I think uh, uh, I don't know if it was the, it was Justice League or what it was, but there's a huge push to get um, some of the some of these movies out to China this year, 2017 specifically, and it worked. I don't know what the hell they did, but damn, people came out, and uh, you know, every little bit helps. We could use it. Just go on another drop in the bucket. Go watch the movie. Yeah. All right. What else we got? I don't know how much uh, you guys have been watching it so far, but uh, AMC is now five episodes into Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. And typically when you hear anything that has anything about secret and comics in the title, it's usually a bunch of shit that you already knew anyway, but (laughs) maybe it's still fun to watch. But this show actually gets into some shit. Like they've uh, 
they will get into the you know the topics of Stanley taking all you know the the lion's share of the credit for yes. things that maybe weren't all of his uh, success, mm-hmm. and they actually get the show to the point of you know even though Stanley is in the show doing interviews, they're not afraid to make Stanley look kind of shitty. Ooh. Yeah. And that's surprising. But uh, yeah, they, they've gone into a lot of stuff. So far, they they hit uh, a lot of that stuff. Um, they did uh, an episode on uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, the last episode that was just on last week was uh, pretty much the whole history of Milestone Comics. Uh, so it's, it's really cool to see. And they, they talk with so many people. And, Seeing Dave Finch on AMC talking about comic books is trippy. Yeah. And then uh, everyone else, like they, they have a great cast. Of, every episode kind of has like uh, recurring celebrities and stuff that they talk to. But then they'll have you know for that specific episode you know important people to that story. Uh, like uh, the uh, Milestone Comics episode, they got like Arvel Jones and stuff in there. And James they Earl had Jones? Method Man on there. Yes, yes, James Earl Jones. He was in there narrating. Uh, I lost my train of thought. You were... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the people they okay. get, you said Method Man was yeah, on there. Yeah, Arvel Jones was on there. Yeah, Method Man was on there. Uh, he's all over AMC lately uh, talking about his uh, giant collection of comics. So uh, they're doing a really good job with the show. I'm surprised that for being on a network like it is, you know, uh, well, I don't know if it's considered a network, but you know, it's a big cable channel, but... Uh, they're not pulling any punches, and it it totally could have gone a different way. Like it could have been this this show about the history of comics that just started right off being about Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead comics, but uh, they didn't go that way at all. And uh, they really do hit uh, hit into the truth of things that people maybe didn't want to hear about, mm-hmm. but uh, they they dive right into it. So that's on uh, every Monday night. Uh, there's a new episode, and then they replay it Sunday Sunday night if uh, if you missed the previous week's episode. And Kirkman Kirkman's presenting that. Yeah, yeah, all his thing. Uh, so, yeah. so he's like the new comics ambassador, then, huh? Yeah, very much so, and it it makes sense. You know, he he writes, he created the comic that's responsible for the biggest show on TV, and the you know, that's been running for twelve, thirteen years. Walking Dead has been running now. He made Archie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's also got Invincible, and he's done tons of stuff for uh, for Marvel as well. Like he, he did the first couple series of Marvel Zombies. He's done little runs on things like uh, I think he did like Spider Man and uh, <coughs> a couple of characters he's dabbled in. So. Wasn't he? Didn't he? Uh, wasn't he the one that wrote uh, the version of Ant Man that we see in the movies? Wasn't that him? Yes, uh, he wrote uh, Irredeemable Ant Man. Which was Scott Lang, right? Yes, uh, being yeah. all uh, douchebag supreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I forget about that, but yeah, he. You could say he's responsible for the Ant Man movie, with uh, yeah, yeah, with what's his name? Yeah. Kind of equal parts, uh, Robert oh, right. and uh, yeah, but like creative wise, kind of equal parts, Robert Kirkman and Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I still wish Edgar Wright directed that movie, man. Yeah. He was supposed to, you know, he was supposed to write and direct it. Oh yeah, they showed they okay, showed they, the they showed footage at Comic Con, which is yeah. fucking crazy. That like 
he filmed, I mean, it's not that crazy now you hear about it happen all the time, but he filmed, he filmed multiple scenes and then I guess they just scrapped it. Yeah, because from what I understand, it was just a thing of Disney wanting all of their movies to kind of have the same voice, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of have to an extent the same flavor and fit all together. Yeah. And Edgar uh, definitely has his own voice in movies. I love his movies. And yeah, you could tell which loved, you you could tell what's an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, and I I would have loved to see his <laughs> his version of the movie that he wrote. You know, see him direct it. That that could have been that even better. I, I enjoyed Ant Man even as it was. You know, he he still wrote a great movie, but I'd like to see his final product. All right, gents. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid nearly so. hour and a half after talking for two hours. <laughs> trying to get this stupid software to work. All right, thanks for hanging out with us at uh, Bat Force Radio, and uh, we'll be back very soon with some more. And uh, please remember to go on to, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, go over there, write us a review, leave us a five-star if you would, if you enjoy this, because that's the best way of uh, getting our name out there more. And if uh, you listen to us on SoundCloud, you know you can always share us, and you can always uh, subscribe there as well. So... We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Where the fuck is the trunkler? <laughs> <laughs>